You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So... What is happening, everybody? I hope everybody, everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Ooh, um, I hope that y'all didn't mind the snow that we had the other night <laughs> in like southern Ontario. I'm not really sure about other parts of Ontario, but uh, here in Guelph, Ontario, I literally woke up and looked out the window and lo and behold snow on my car and this was while i literally had to i almost contemplated wearing shorts to work the day before that so thank you mother nature for keeping us humble uh and this lovely late april weather um but you know what it has its own beauties too i was literally thinking about when i can be wearing some of my winter clothes next and today i wore what did i wear yeah i wore like this really nice cardigan that i wouldn't be able to wear otherwise if it's not kind of cold out so i guess that was like the highlight of it like i was still (laughs) i was still happy to uh you know just just you know the little things that make you happy in life in your everyday life so yeah there you go all right okay uh, what else has been a life update well you know as always a girl has been grinding hard and um actually so thankfully uh, this past weekend i did get to chill a little bit uh on sunday i think it was uh unfortunately i was 100 percent busy on saturday which i know we had some fights happening on and we had boxing and mma happening on the same day okay i do have to put out a disclaimer though I am ashamed of saying this, but I forgot to break down a major f- boxing card that was happening this past Saturday, which was uh, headlined by the heavyweight championship bout between the current heavyweight champion in boxing, Tyson Fury, who was fighting off against Tillian White. And listen, I just don't know how that slipped. I don't know how we didn't get to it. And I don't know how... Uh, it just, you know, things just didn't show up on my timeline on, on TKO social media. Whatever it was, listen, I want to take it as good omen because you know what? Today, we're going to be talking about that mainly, about how things went down, what are some of the implications of that fight, and what's next for the heavyweight division in boxing, okay? So, yeah, at least today we're going to be uh, giving more attention to that, and rightfully so, of course. Uh, and so, yeah, like I was saying, we also had MMA happening on Saturday night, which I was able to briefly catch up on because I, 
fell asleep shortly after that. So listen, I don't know if uh, this is like a sign by my body telling me, Janan, you need to like retire as soon as possible because like your body is just responding that way kind of thing. Or if I'm too tired, or if I need to up my uh, coffee and caffeine intake or whatever it is, take more power naps during the day, which is kind of impossible. So we're going to stick to coffee. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm really sorry. I wish I had more information on those UFC fights that happened. I did saw, <laughs> I did saw, damn. I saw <laughs> that um, Jessica Andrade uh, did beautifully in the fight that she had, though. Um, she was the smaller fighter. In that case, however, she was able to submit her opponent literally mid-air. She hooked onto her opponent and then she wouldn't let go. And uh, it was just the tightest grip, the tightest choke. And uh, there you go. She won that fight so beautifully. And she was just so... Like, even though the, the fight didn't last too, too long, overall, it was a very dominating performance by Jessica Andrade. So, you know what? Yes, I did fall asleep at the end of the night, but I did see how that fight went down because thankfully that fight was not 25 minutes. It was just, you know, thanks to Jessica and Raj, things were finished kind of early on. That's that's how I was able to see the results. Uh, but anywho, um, listen, at least we're here now. At least this is like her dedicated sacred time to breaking down these fighting events that have taken place this past weekend. But listen, before we get into talking about some of the fights that happened over this past weekend, specifically the Tyson Fury and Dillian White fight, I do want to give you guys a heads up for the next couple of weeks, actually, because um, as it is tradition every year, um, when it's the second week of, or actually, no, the first week of May, uh, we have the beautiful event of Cinco de Mayo, which uh, has often coincided with really interesting like combat sports super fights. So in our case, and it's usually boxing fights, right? So in our case, uh, we are going to be having Mexico's very own, Mexico's superstar, literally. And arguably one of the greatest boxers of all time. We're going to be having Canelo Alvarez, who's going to be fighting off against Dimitri Bivol for the WBA light heavyweight title. So this is very interesting. So I'm just going to, I guess, briefly talk about this fight before I talk about the other Cinco de Mayo event that's happening. Not in boxing, but in MMA. Uh, but yeah, I do want to talk about um, the significance of that Canelo fight. Well, number one, <laughs> Canelo is fighting. <laughs> and we all know how exciting and dominating Canelo Alvarez tends to be in his fights. Super technical, just beautiful, beautiful to watch. When you watch Canelo Alvarez fight, you get a true sense of why they call boxing the sweet science because he literally does make it look like it's a, it's a legit science he does it so clean and neatly and all the techniques are demonstrated beautifully um you barely ever see him slip and making mistakes in fights which i mean listen whatever he's doing he's doing it right uh he has the right people surrounding him he has the right training schedule he has the right mindset and uh uh, he has a good team advising him on who he should be fighting next. 
and how strategic he needs to be with his next move. So again, the significance with this fight is that it is a light heavyweight championship fight, which is very strange. Uh, and here's why. So Canelo Alvarez originally started by fighting in the welterweight division in boxing, which is 147 pounds. If you fight light heavyweight, that's about, if I'm not mistaken, that equates about 170 pounds. Okay, so just do the math for yourself. And so I really do want to emphasize this because, uh, you know, it's not like, Oh, like for, for you to go from 147 to 170, you just kind of like gain weight however you do. Just like, I don't know, like eat ice cream. <laughs> you know, that's not that's not how you do it. In professional boxing anyways, um, for Canelo to have reached this point, uh, he definitely needed to have had just bulletproof uh, training in a way that uh yeah he is getting bigger but he's literally bulking up with muscles and muscles only <laughs> and so when you're gaining weight in professional sports especially excuse me professional uh boxing or fighting you need to do it in a way so that you kind of readjust your techniques and everything that comes with your game plans accordingly so that uh for example if you hit with um one Okay, let's just put it this way. If you if you were to hit with like one unit power, if you were fighting at welterweight, now you have to adjust that power so that you hit at 10 unit power when you're fighting at light uh, heavyweight, if that makes sense. So yeah, you, you did deliver the, the hardest punches that you could when you were fighting in those lighter weight divisions, but now you're so much heavier. So you have to make sure that you're kind of like, transitioning your power and your techniques accordingly so that um your body isn't shook and like you know you you just kind of keep consistent with your performance and your techniques when you're uh fighting at those heavier weight divisions so i do want to mention that canelo uh, you know it, it wasn't like overnight he just decided that it was going from 147 pounds to light uh light heavyweight he actually he stomped his foot very firmly in like graduating weight divisions if that makes sense so he gradually increased his weight he gradually fought in different like heavier and heavier weight divisions and he <laughs> surprisingly but not really um he won championship belts in all those weight divisions okay he was just that good he was that good and he was literally dominating and mauling over every fighter in whatever weight division he was fighting at at the time so he, he would like go through everybody he's a champion he has all the belts okay time to move on to the next like the 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 next heaviest weight division same thing, same pattern. Now uh, on to the next, on to the next. And here he is. <laughs> oh man, here he is fighting at light heavyweight, which honestly is mind blowing. Um, And so, yeah, I feel like that definitely speaks to the fact that Canelo is definitely ready to take on this fight at this heavier weight division. But of course, you know, even though we say all this stuff, like, there's there's always always a tiny chance that 
the fight game doesn't work out. The math of it doesn't work out. Something happens. Some behind the scenes stuff happens that we don't know about. And things go south very quick. However, from everything that we know, you know, the educated uh, fight fans that we are, uh, to me, anyways, I feel like Canelo is more than ready for this fight at light heavyweight. And it's just overall going to be a very, very exciting fight to watch for the Cinco de Mayo weekend on May, May 7th. And it's happening at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Oh, beautiful arena. It is a huge arena. I'm, I'm sure that it is going to be sold out and there's going to be a lot of fans in the arena and a lot of betting going on uh, because so much is at stake, right? Um, Canelo has definitely made a name of himself in that, in that regard and he's definitely a big name fighter in boxing. So overall, it, it's a fight with a lot of implications and... I mean, who knows what's next for Canela? So far, so good. Uh, he has not had a loss since his... Uh, okay, the, fir the first and only loss that he's had was against Floyd Mayweather, and this was in 2013 when Canelo was very young and of course you know we're talking Floyd Mayweather like the greatest of all time right like there's no way I mean Mayweather you guys already know he still to this day is undefeated so for us to give Canelo grief for that Floyd Mayweather loss it just doesn't make sense to me I feel like if anything it was a learning opportunity for him to go back and study what he did wrong or just see what his, we his weaknesses were so that he could work on them and he could just work on himself as a fighter and try to improve uh, with every single fight and I feel like he's definitely done that and he keeps on doing that but uh, you know I, as much as I, I love Canelo Alvarez so much and I'm a huge believer of his but you know um, I, I really do wonder if there is a limit in his case because literally since welchweight he's been very incredibly successful at dominating all the weight divisions that he's stepped foot in I wonder if light if he's going to do the same with light heavyweight or if there's like a threshold for him at some point, you know, I mean, I don't want to again, I'm not trying to wish anyone any like, you know, bad luck or anything, but I'm just trying to be realistic. Right. And realistically, I mean, is Canelo a superhuman? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. But you get my point. Um, so that's why this fight is going to be so exciting to watch because that's the thing. Like he, everybody loves Canelo and everybody is a huge believer of his style and everybody is so familiar with how good he really is. But at the same time, to play devil's advocate, is this going to be the fight that is going to be the threshold that I told you guys about, right? Like the, the limiting point. We shall wait and see, you know, uh, but again, uh, as the host of the show, I just wanted to, you know, not sound super biased. So hopefully by me saying that, like you get my point, I'm just trying to um, uh, reinstate different perspectives of how this fight is going to go and whatnot. So, yeah, <laughs> I hope that you guys are as excited as I am for this Canelo Alvarez fight against Dimitri Bivol. And having said all that, we're definitely going to be breaking down this fight in more detail um, as the fight approaches during fight week. So first week of May, which is next week. Yes. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Ah. Okay. So 
next week yes next week we're going to be talking about this fight in more detail stay tuned for that but also i did want to say that we are going to be having another cinco de mayo treat for us which is going to be hosted by the ufc ufc 274 and it's going to be headlined by a great lightweight championship bout between the current champion Charles Oliveira versus, uh, I believe, okay, so versus Justin Gaethje. Awesome. Love the guy. But what I was to say was, or I guess what I was confused about was, I don't remember if Gaethje was a interim champion at some point for the lightweight division. But anyways, I was just trying to give this like grand introduction for Justin Gaethje. But, um, ooh, I messed up. But, I mean, listen, when I bring up the name Justin Gaethje, and even if you are remotely familiar with MMA and some of the recent fights that you've been seeing at the UFC, then you probably, I mean, Justin Gaethje needs no introduction, man. Uh, Justin Gaethje is one of the most ruthless, one of the most uh, perseverant and hardworking fighters out there. And um, he's just so good. He's so well-rounded. And uh, actually, before he came into the UFC, he was a champion at World Series of Fighting in the lightweight division. He was great there. Then he came here. Uh, listen, if I if he uh, entered this weight division at a different point in time, I feel like he totally, totally, totally could have become the champion. However, with his entrance into the UFC roster, I feel like it was merely bad timing because... A lot of his competition and a lot of the guys that he's currently um, in the top 10 list of fighters for in the lightweight division, they're just absolute monsters. There are people that uh, we talk about a lot with every like MMA update, MMA like news headline. This division is the home of Khabib, people like Khabib Nurmagomedov, people like Conor McGregor, people like um, uh, Michael Chandler, people like Charles Oliveira, hello, the new champion. Uh, who else? People like Dustin Poirier, the former interim champion at Lightweight. So these are the people that Justin Gaethje has to go head to head with. And um, that's why I said I feel like, you know, if he were to enter the division at a time that we don't have these people around. Um, he could have definitely become the champion right away. But um, I guess that's one of the beautiful things about the sport and specifically the lightweight division. Just look at the all the names that I just told you about. Like, doesn't that give you goosebumps? Like, those are the greatest fighters of all time. Like, they're definitely in our list uh, of greatest fighters of all time out there, you know, on our Mount Rushmore of amazing fighters, super talented fighters, people that you can literally watch fighting forever. Like, I, I, I don't think of a time that I saw Justin Gaethje headline a fight and I was not tempted to literally just leave everything I was doing and sit down and watch his fights because that's just the repertoire that he has established for himself. He is an exciting fighter to watch. 
a great man, has great attitude, so much class, you know, doesn't matter if he wins or loses, he still uh, has that motivation and that passion going for him in MMA, doesn't matter if he's in the UFC, doesn't matter if he's in World Series of Fighting, he's just out there to give it his absolute best, he's a he's absolute monster in the best way possible, he's like the nice, <laughs> it's gonna sound so weird, he's the nicest monster out there, <laughs> You get my point, but um, anyway, so Justin Gaethje is going to be fighting on this card, and uh, if all the stuff that I told you about did not intrigue you enough, listen, you and I need to have a talk after this show for me to convince you more of how great Justin Gaethje is, but, you know, listen, having said all that, Charles the Bronx, Oliveira, the current champion at lightweight division in the UFC. So Mr. Charles Oliveira is a UFC veteran, and he's been in the UFC for so long. He's had over, if I'm not mistaken, he's had over 20 fights in the UFC before he was finally able to gain the championship belt for himself. Okay, so that's that's one persevering man and <laughs> he does not give up like you know just like anybody else he's had his own ups and downs but uh his efforts have always been so consistent and uh, he has never been disappointed from any losses um i would i would say he's one of the best uh, grapplers and jiu-jitsu practitioners currently in the lightweight division and um overall i would say though like he is a very well-rounded uh, MMA fighter, but oh, it's just, you know, this fight, like, this fight is everything you can possibly ask for in an MMA fight, okay? Like, I don't know how how more to convince y'all of watching this fight on May 7th, but you know what? I'm actually so grateful for uh, this fight happening on this weekend, and uh, a huge kudos to the UFC matchmakers because... They have, uh, you know, we're, we're honestly in for a treat. We're going to be having this fight and uh, we're going to be having that Canelo fight happening on the same night. So listen, there is a thing, um, you know, I, I don't know how to put this. When you have too many like good things happening in life, you're kind of like, oh my God, like I feel so overwhelmed, which is like, it's so nonsensical because honestly, there are amazing things happening to you in life. But I guess uh, that kind of gives you like a you stress, like a good type of stress because you're like stressed. You're like, oh my goodness, like how do I catch up with the Canelo fight while I also have to watch this UFC 274 pay-per-view? What do I do? Well, you know, that's that's the type of stress that you're going to be having on that Cinco de Mayo weekend because, you know, you have to like, you know, somehow make it work. Personally, uh, personal advice to y'all. Uh, what I do is I pull up the pay-per-view on my computer and I also pull up um, the other pay-per-view on my computer and my computer has this option of splitting view so I'll just have the two windows side by side so it literally looks like you're at a sports bar um, well or yeah you can literally go to a sports bar <laughs> and uh, enjoy some drinks have some chicken wings if you like eating chicken wings and enjoy time with friends bet money on the fights and um, that way you'll have no problem watching these fights uh simultaneously but if you do happen to be watching from home uh for whatever reason that is a solution that i would highly <laughs> recommend that y'all uh think about doing to fix that issue but yeah 
Anyway, so it's going to be an amazing weekend of fights. And uh, I'm actually so happy. I, it did not hit me until right now on the show when I realized that uh, fight week for those fights is literally going to be next week. So next week, we're going to be talking about these fights in more detail and break them down in more technical terms and all that good stuff. So yeah, stay tuned for that breakdown episode next week. All right, so now let's briefly talk about what happened this past weekend with Mr. Tyson Fury and uh, Dillian White. So this fight was a heavyweight championship fight. Um, and we already know that Tyson Fury is a WBC champion of the world. He won that belt from the former champion Deontay Wilder, who we thought was so invin invincible and who we thought that, um, you know, he definitely had a chance at winning back his belts the last time that he fought Fury. However, Fury showed that the the, the first time that he won against Wilder, actually, it, uh, it was not a fluke and that he had every right to be called a champion and then he definitely reestablished that in the second fight therefore he remained the wbc champion here he was fighting dillian white and overall it was a it was an interesting fight um so listen i'm gonna tell you this bit that i think is gonna be a great way to summarize how the fight went so as i was watching this fight Okay, I actually did not watch this fight at its original time. I had to watch the full fight at a later time, like the next day. And my grandma happens to be visiting. And my grandma's also there as I'm watching the fight. We're kind of watching the fights together. And my grandma, you know, like she's no expert in combat sports or boxing. And she says to me, and mind you, this fight has been going on for rounds at this point, right? My grandma says to me, Janan, are these people training? Like, are they sparring? And I said, wow, grandma, I think, you know, you hit the jackpot because literally you described it in the best way possible, even though you are not a professional combat sports fan. And I think it was put beautifully because um, that's how slow the pace of the fight was. And for the longest for the whole fight, literally uh, up until the sixth round, it looked like they were just touching gloves and they were being super cautious with their throws and punches and combinations and I just feel like it could have been a little bit more dynamic I don't know if they were purposefully trying to be more careful because um they didn't want to get knocked out or something like that but uh once the second excuse me the sixth round started I feel like something was exchanged in their corners and I, I just feel like the the dynamic of the fight was immediately picked up especially on behalf of Tyson Fury he just looked like he was out there trying to knock out Dillian White right away he closed the distance he closed the range with him and that actually was very effective because as he closed the range in one point and in round six he threw a very uh a, okay a, a short shot uh meaning a shot like a power shot from a very short distance and as you can imagine um that has a lot of power that increases its momentum by a lot and so uh Dillian White he was knocked out cold and uh even when the referee tried to stand him up he was still wobbling and he couldn't really control his balance so that's how you know how strong of a power shot it was that Tyson Fury threw towards him. But that's how the fight went. And to briefly talk about what's next for Tyson Fury. So this was very interesting. We weren't really expecting this, but 
Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion at the UFC, was actually in the crowd. And Tyson Fury, he invited him over uh, to the ring. And then he, Francis came into the ring. And uh, like, they were, they looked like they were best buddies. But Tyson Fury told us that uh, there, there is a fight in the works for uh, him and Francis Ngannou, a hybrid fight, whatever that means. We're going to be getting more updates probably. Uh, for what that entails but he said that and other sources confirmed that that fight is in the works for later this year which I think is mind-blowing because are you kidding the heavyweight champion of the world in MMA going against the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing that's like ooh, some next level superhero stuff right Anyway, so that's what he said was next for him. However, we do have to think about things uh, logically in the heavyweight division. So right now, the other uh, arch nemesis of Tyson Fury or the other champion at uh, different at other organizations in boxing and heavyweight division is Alexander Usyk. Uh, and Alexander Usyk, as you guys know, yeah, he is a champion. He's a phenomenal guy, but he's currently actually on the front lines of the Ukraine situations and uh, he's unable to fight. He's helping um, citizens of his country. He is doing combat, like actual real life combat to protect his country. So um, that definitely complicates things a little bit. But hey, nothing to take away from how awesome it is what Alexander Usyk is doing. However, um, Usyk, um, that that'll be next for Tyson Fury in terms of, you know, th- when it comes to things on unifying the belts and whatnot. Uh, but we shall see. We shall see how things work out in the future and how uh, how the world becomes, I guess, in the, in the next little while. But I guess that's it for all the updates that I had for y'all. Overall, it was a very interesting fight for Tyson Fury. And there's a lot of interesting stuff coming up for him. All right. I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janon, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.